0: Welcome to the Cosmic Pirate Podcast. I have no idea what episode this is, so I'm just going to stop announcing episode numbers at the beginning of the episodes. Tonight we have Roger and Cindy with us. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Alrighty.
2: Excellent.
0: Excellent. So, um, we just, we thought we would do a Valentine's Day podcast and talk about the crazy ways of love. And, uh, Tell me what you guys found. Did you you find some funny stuff, Raj?
1: I've got some wacky news. Okay. And Cindy, you found
0: found some science stuff based on love. Uh, Why don't we start with um, the science of love? Uh Because maybe first understanding how all this comes about, we can maybe apply it to the wacky news that comes up afterwards. right. See what I'm saying there? So why don't we start off with Cindy. Telling us a little bit about the science of Amore. All
2: oh, right. I like is...
0: that, huh? Didn't know I could speak Italian.
2: <laughs> the science of love.
0: A science of love.
2: The science okay. of
0: love.
2: There, there was so much information on this. It was amazing. There was so much research going on and so much background that it was really difficult to pare it down. But... It's all about evolution. Gee. What do you know? Do tell. When a guy and a girl look at each other for the first time, there's all these chemicals immediately going off. Like firing receptors, feel-good stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And it's all based on evolution. Okay. The guy the guy is looking at the potential for her fertility, health, youthfulness, um, traits that will produce good babies.
0: And, and I just want to put, put this in here. You know how we know it's evolutionary? Because we don't even think about it.
2: Oh, exactly. Yeah, As
0: you just said, a guy is looking at the woman for a good mate, fertility, uh, procreation, right? I, I mean, carrying it's also out his about. genes, it's yep. about con- their continuation of the species on some yep. level. But we're not thinking that way when, you, when we look at a, a, another member of our species. We're not no, thinking it, that way. We think we, we we love them for whatever reasons and we're attracted to them because they're attractive or whatever. They smell good. I don't know. They look good. And you just want to do whatever. You, know, <laughs> you want to do the love thing. But we don't think about it in those terms that you mentioned, but that's exactly why those other triggers exist.
2: And it's interesting that you say that because part of what I was reading in my research that I didn't include in my summary here in front of me is that... Um, Spit it out. Th- this part is related <laughs> to other things that our body does that we... Should not have to think about, or we would die. Like drinking water, eating—you know, those basic human activities that we need to survive. Right. So this is this is in that group. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean that's how innate and and fundamental it is in terms of why we do what we do.
0: That's cool. It, anyway, but no, but just the, before when you when we were. Um, being that it's something we do that we enjoy doing, we we I mean we enjoy drinking water, but that's not why we drink water. We feel thirsty and we go for water, usually. Or, it's so, the, same or, or the next best, that, the next best thing that you have but around, it's the same but same
2: I mean, chemicals that drive those activities, right? You know but, that but, drive the the sex drive as well.
0: Right, the sex drive is more enjoyable than drinking water right we enjoy doing it that feels good I so we do it, it now that's
2: the pr i mean i well yeah
0: but, well yeah but i mean t- basically <laughs> it feels good so we do it and and we have babies and procreate that's the human you know the human species that's what happens it feels good you do it but i mean yeah you, we we're brought together by these other these other reasons first you're saying these innate behaviors are driven by evolution yeah. love yeah.
2: Of course, and, it's all driven by evolution and courting,
0: um, courting, and and wanting to procreate and carry on our genes.
2: Yeah, I mean, the guy's looking for you know fertility, health, good babies, and the and the girls looking for somebody that's virile, strong, and going to be a good provider for those babies. That that's the background of the evolutionary
0: and protector. Concept.
2: Yeah. Yep. Okay, so now. Okay,
0: what? And what? Who I oh. was gonna say that's no, that's not always the case nowadays.
2: But well, back, of back not. when that's...
0: we back when we lived on the savannah and, and were, you know, predators were there and you had to have protection around you you know. Anyway, continue yeah,
2: on Yeah, it was the strong man that did the protecting, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay I think so
2: but that the evolutionary piece of it is based on science and the chemicals that control our behavior relative to that love and attraction and relationship thing that us humans do mm. so i don't know if any of you have explored the psychology of relationships or love but Psych 101 goes into no. some of these things. <laughs>
0: only, from the, only from the standpoint of, oh, never mind.
2: No, never mind. <laughs> All right. I'm going to condense it down and oh. just go, go through the three stages of love because this is the, the normal progression of any human relationship. Okay. The three stages of love. The first stage is lust. Okay. Okay. Lust. Is the first stage of love? It's driven by sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, nothing more. Huh.
0: So when you first lay eyes on the opposite sex, you lust after them.
2: It's all about wanting to have sex. Wanting nothing. to have that,
0: oh, yes. that that that's it. Yeah.
2: hmm
0: Okay. Next next level, next step.
2: Next stage is attraction.
0: Now, why wouldn't you be attracted before you became lustful for that person? Wouldn't you? You're looking at them. Wouldn't you see it first?
2: I think there's probably a little bit of overlap in these two stages. It's not like I, you
1: know, I would think there has to be. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, it they're different stages, but there certainly is overlap.
0: Because getting to know someone more can enhance the attraction. Absolutely. So a, a visual attraction might stimulate the lust which then leads into further intimacy and more attraction.
2: So, yeah, yeah. The, the, you're, you're right. The first two stages, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. So there's lust, then there's attraction, and that's really the stage where there are very specific chemicals that are controlling the behavior.
0: You're a cat cat. <laughs>
1: Holy cow.
2: (laughs) What's going on there?
0: He was walking around the foyer meowing. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, uh, Lust, attraction, overlapping, and then the next stage you were talking about.
2: Well, we're still in the second stage of attraction. Okay. Because I wanted to just talk about the, the chemicals that control that. So attraction is when... You know you're you're feeling truly love struck. You can't think of anything else but wanting to be with this person, and the reason for that is because adrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin are like drugs, and you've had just a little taste of them when you first engaged with this person,
0: uh-huh.
2: and now all you can think about is getting more. Okay. So it's like the kid on the, the, the playground where the drug dealer comes up and says, oh, just have a little taste. <laughs> well, you that was know? a nice
0: way to color it. I don't know, boy.
2: Sorry, but that's what it is, man. It is. It is It is literally, the way they describe it, it is exactly the same thing.
0: Or you could say, you can't just have one salty chip.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> right? must have the whole bag. You gotta have the whole
0: bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those pleasure receptors, pleasure um, uh, receptor receptors, the dopamine and, the, and and the other stuff, the released by the brain, they also are related to food. Now this, all this stuff, ties in.
2: It's evolution. Ev- it's keeping evolution us alive
0: of our species. It's amazing.
2: It's we, the things we, we need to keep us alive and to procreate. It's food. It's water. It's making new generations. That's what it is. Right.
0: But, uh, yeah, we, I, we can talk about this in another podcast. But I was, I was doing some research on, um, on comfort food and anxiety, stress, and feeling safe. And eating comfort foods, the pleasure of eating and tasting releases also, uh, well, it was it sugars, carbohydrates, and sugars primarily Mm-hmm. cause the brain to release certain amounts of these chemicals also. So you're feeling an elation. You're feeling a sense of stress relief from eating ice cream or eating, uh, you know, sugary snacks or high-carbohydrate snacks too. That's why pasta is an incredible comfort food and maybe chips, other car- high carbs and stuff like that. But, I mean, that I just thought that was really interesting because that's why – a lot of people will resort to eating comfort foods to relax. And that's a vicious cycle because, yeah, it feels good and it relaxes you and it, it helps you not stress. But we're not storing up those carbs and sugars to go out and, and run our battles again like we did back in the day. And so we end up getting fat if we, if, we, if we partake in the comfort food too much. And there is a great amount of stress in the humanity nowadays responsibilities once you're an adult and uh and just you know facing your own certain demise in the first place causes a level of stress background stress i'd like to call it That's there all the time and you're not even aware but most of the time but you know you seek these comfort foods and stuff but let's let's yeah let's save that for another episode definitely um i'm babble
2: no Roger. Is Roger still awake?
0: Comment, Roger. <laughs> I'm here.
2: Okay. Uh okay. The stages of love. All right. The first yep. two are are pretty innate and are shared by most animals. But stage three is where we're differentiated from most animals. In fact, there's only like three percent of mammals that actually partake in the stage three, which is attachment. Okay. That's the bond that keeps couples together long enough to actually raise children.
0: Okay. And is there something to that you're going to get to long enough to actually raise children, which is why most marriages end after four or five years?
2: Well, you know, I found so much information, you know, I had to, I had to pare this down. I focused on the science and the chemicals and the genetic part of it. Right. But yes, you're right. I did find that that after four years, that's when things kind of fall apart. Just long enough to have kids, basically.
1: Right. And that's get when them the drugs in age start wearing off.
2: That's when the drugs start wearing off. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but there's hope because there are couples who who spend quite a number of years together. In fact, their whole lives. You know, relatively speaking, uh,
2: together. So, I think the big thing is just understanding all of this, understanding the process and what your body and, right. it, and the species is there to do, and understanding that you know you're not going to be high on these love chemicals for 50 years with somebody. It just doesn't work well, that way.
0: The love chemicals, the love chemicals you say. Won't won't come back. I, I mean, they just stop after four or five years. I think it's
2: no, 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 no. They don't stop. It's just it's it's phases. And and you're right. I think I know what you're getting at. Is you definitely can control a lot of that. You
0: can rekindle it. You can
2: yeah, absolutely. You know, but it
0: it does take the knowledge that that this is happening in the first place.
2: Right. There needs to be an understanding of what it is. So that you can take steps necessary to nurture and feed that relationship. Yeah, you don't have
0: to be a victim. You don't have to be a a statistic. Exactly. If you do have the knowledge.
2: Well, that's what we're doing here: is educating,
0: right? Yeah. Yep. Very good.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, I don't need to go into all of the scientific details, but this attachment stage is is the higher level evolution.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, we're talking about oxy, oxytocin, vasopressin. These are the these are the big ones. These are the big chemicals that go beyond getting the species together to procreate. These are the ones that create those monogamous relationships, and it's very it's a very rare thing in the animal world. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, and I I need to read this because I w- I read this twice. I thought it was very cool. There's a lot of research that's been done on a certain type of animal. Have you guys heard of voles?
0: I have heard yeah. of voles. Yeah.
2: Okay. They're mm-hmm. like like field mice or something, right? Right. Okay. Well, interestingly enough, these animals. <laughs> I actually
0: had to say I heard I heard this. Uh, yeah, I've heard I heard this report. This is recent okay. study, right? Yeah, it
2: is it's very recent, but okay, so you've heard it. Yes, these are the animals that they've been studying because they are very similar to humans in terms of their ability to form monogamous relationships and understanding the genetics of these particular animals that allows them to do that, which differentiates them from just about every other species, really. Right. I mean, other animals don't do that. They're they're there to make babies, and that's it. It doesn't matter, you know, with who.
0: <laughs> right.
2: That's what animals and, do. And
0: a lot of, and, and in some instances, like uh, bonobo apes, uh, for example, sex isn't even used for procreation. A lot of the time, uh, it it is used for procreation, um, but there is sex. Among male female bonobos, male on male bonobos, and it's a a social tool yeah and it helps to like if there's uh unrest <laughs> if there's if there's a fight or argument, a quick bang, and then off we go, and we're everybody's happy <laughs>
2: just a, a fun activity
0: <laughs> something to derail us a little bit right <laughs> I don't know.
2: Well, that doesn't... Uh,
0: I'm glad I'm not a bonobo. But
2: trust me, so am I.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although they are the most human-like of all the uh, primates, I believe. Right. Not in that respect, but, well, maybe for some, maybe <laughs> maybe. For some people. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, is that all for the... Uh, the, the uh, science of sex? I mean, of love? Sorry about that.
2: Hold on. Let me just... Let me see. Interestingly enough, these voles, their mating experience is... Like, they mate for 24 hours.
0: <laughs> okay. 24 I mean, hours? Yes. Well, wait a minute. Aren't they, or didn't you tell us that a, uh, that a lion goes at it for like 15 days straight or something like that? Was that you or Roger? One of us brought that up. Was it me? In a podcast. Well, this, in a, a previous is, podcast.
2: This is a completely different context. Get with the program. Okay. <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> this isn't about sex. This is about a mammal that not only procreates but has a relationship with this person. Person, vol, animal, bowl, whatever. Right? Yeah. And I mean it it's a lot more than just that. It's you know, they're 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 a rare breed in terms of why they do what they do. Okay. Anyway, they, they mate for 24 hours. And after that they bond for life and they actually protect themselves against other potential mates. Really. And yeah, it, it's even, it's, it's weird because they're more like humans than any other.
0: But there would, you would, you would think there would be some sort of, why would, they do, why would they think to do that, you know?
2: Well, they don't think about it at all. Exactly. The interesting thing is, is that genetically they have the genes that have the receptors that allow them to um, accept these hormones, the oxytocin and the vasopressin, so that other, other mammals don't have the receptors to allow them to express those reward feelings when those chemicals are present. That's the whole thing. These particular mammals have the receptors that allow them to express that.
0: And they kind of protect that feeling then.
2: Exactly. They like the the, way
0: it feels with that mate. And they defend that.
2: Yes. But other animals, they have tried... Like with similar animals, like with rats, for example, they would inject them with these same exact hormones and not see the same effect. And that's because these other animals did not have the receptors to recognize those hormones, so they couldn't express the same genetic phenotype.
0: Ah, amore of the vole. So, uh, a vole amore?
2: That's it, man. That's yeah. all I got.
1: Uh, hey, now they'll have to come out to a sequel for uh, Muskrat Love, and it'll be Vol Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs>
0: I'll just quiet the whole night, and he comes out with that one. Awesome. Yeah, that was a bad
1: song.
2: That wasn't I don't a bad even song.
0: remember that. Can you sing it for I a hated
2: that song.
1: Muskrat oh, Love. Oh, America did it, and then... Uh, Captain and Tennille did a remake of it too. I think Captain I heard a Captain T-L. and Tennille
0: version. What, uh, how did it go? Muskrat love. Yeah, something go? like that.
2: Yeah. It was horrible.
0: Maybe, maybe I
2: liked it. No, I don't
0: think maybe it did. it's on, maybe it was on my K-Tel sound explosion album that I had. <laughs> Along if, with... you li-
2: if you liked it, I don't want to know about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Roger, time for some wackies.
1: Well, this isn't really very wacky, but I just thought it was kind of interesting. Okay. A team of researchers led by a University of Connecticut professor writing recently in the ornithology journal, the AUK, declared the uh, local salt marsh sparrow to be America's most promiscuous bird and -hmm. that 95% of the females hook up with more than one male during a mating season. Really? So you know they get around a little bit. Mm-hmm. It says the likelihood that any two chicks in a nest had the same father was only 23 percent. That's a harlot
0: of a starlet.
1: Hmm. Well, it's not a scarlet. It's a, scorlet, it's a no. Uh, no, it's sparrow. A anyway. I know it was just a bad joke there. And in one third of the nest, all chicks had different fathers. What? Let's see. In one third of the nest, all chicks had different fathers. Holy crap. Well,
0: there's some households like that in the United States.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And It, it, it uh, has to do with evolution. The researchers hypothesize that the frequent flooding of Connecticut's marshes destroys so many nests that non-choosy females have gained evolutionary advantage.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't see how, you know, it's got anything to do with evolution, uh, you know, fooling around with more than one uh, mate, but... Apparently it it's there. The only thing I can think of is laying as many eggs as possible. Right. You no, know, you mate and then lay the egg and mate again, lay another egg. I don't know. Right.
0: And, and maybe yeah, more so than the, the first father would do would do. Right. So she flies yeah. around. She flies around and does her thing, lays an egg or two, and then flies around, does her thing again with whoever, not necessarily finding the same guy again.
1: So, you know, in this case it's totally opposite of what uh Cindy was saying earlier with us. They're not looking for the best mate, they're just looking for mates. Mhm. Right. More than one.
0: I have some human related uh crazy love stuff. Um I just I found some stories on the on on the uh was it the LA Times website um about some interesting relationships, or, or how relationships got started and, and their longevity and stuff. Here, The first one is from uh, a French woman who actually moved to the U.S. to be with her husband. and She wrote, Three years ago, I left my family, my friends, my career, my apartment, basically my whole life, and moved from France across the Atlantic just to be with a man I had met only five months before. It was the best decision of my life, and I am the happiest I have ever been with my wonderful husband and my beautiful seven-month-old daughter. So this, you know, people will uproot themselves for love, and new love. Hopefully it lasts for her more than four or five years.
1: Yeah. Jeremiah, (laughs) what the heck are you doing? Well, you got some
0: cat business going on tonight. You got another wacky? Um, That's all I, have to I guess. I mean, I could read. More. I guess
1: it could be considered wacky. It's unusual, but this has to do with what happens when the love ends. A woman stabbed her boyfriend through the eye with a stiletto during a row in a taxi.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: Yeah. Wait a the minute. The blow was so severe that the heel touched Gavin Taylor's brain. Whoa. It is thought the incident occurred while Mr. Taylor, 28, was in a taxi with his girlfriend in the early hours of Sunday morning after a night out in Huddersfield, West York's. The shoe is believed to have pierced his eye, passed through his eye socket, and touched his brain. Following the horrific incident, Mr. Taylor of Staley Bridge, Cheshire, was rushed to Huddersfield Royal Infirmary, where he was treated before being transferred to a specialist in Leeds, West York's.
0: Was the shoe still in his head?
1: Well, it doesn't say that. Or did she just pull it back out there?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> How the that hell? Is... Oh. So what's that got to do uh, with
1: love? They said this is what happens when the love ends. Oh. They Good got into God. a fight. She whacked him with her high-heeled shoe. And did some serious damage. Holy
0: crap. Yeah. I can't imagine. Imagine if the heel broke <laughs> off and he had like the heel stuck out of his eye. Uh. Oh, that's got, that's like something for a horror movie. I think I saw that in a horror movie once. Hello stranger. I'm sure. Some time ago, my commute would bring me through the turnpike every day. A toll, a toll collector caught my eye and we would chat every day when I paid my toll. There was a special sparkle in his eyes and crazy as it seems. I asked him out on a date. We've now been married for 27 good years. That from Susan Phillips in Warwick, Rhode Island. That was another from the uh, L.A. Times today for a Valentine's Day uh, article. That's my two, Rod. You got another one?
1: The only thing this next story has to do with love would be the fact that these two were out on a date when it happened. But a guy, (laughs) uh, he uh, was taking a woman out on a date in the restaurant, and as he's removing his jacket... He had a gun in it, and the gun went off.
2: Oh! Not the best impression to make.
1: Uh, well, it made quite an impression. Waiter, there's a bullet in my soup. (laughs) No, actually, it was in her BlackBerry. What? Uh, Surely uh, the woman had a BlackBerry, and it stopped the bullet. Where? Oh wow! In her pocket,
0: of her chest pocket, or something.
1: Well, uh, I think it was in her pants pocket.
0: Holy crap! He would have shot her right in the leg. That could have hit an artery. That would have been the end of that one.
1: So the only damage was a hole in her pants and a major dent in her uh, blackberry. Wow. I mean, that, that's quite a date. I bet you she loves her
0: blackberry more than him now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Gee, hon, I had a great time tonight. Can we do this again? Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on. I got to get a new blackberry first.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I flew from Toronto to Atlanta to see my boyfriend. Sorry, guys, not me. This is something I'm reading. Wearing nothing but a negligee and a coat over it, I mm. must say the reception when I landed was warm. We just celebrated <laughs> our nineteenth <19th> wedding anniversary. <laughs> How about that, huh? She flew from Toronto to Atlanta in a negligee and a coat. Yeah, that's my type of woman. Cindy, it's would you do that. that? Would you fly to? Uh, would you it's fly to with, Cindy with just a negligee and a coat on?
2: You say it like there's something wrong with it.
0: Well, I think it's kind of cool.
2: Like I said, you say it like there's something wrong with it. Well,
0: does she have to go through customs? Well, that would be easy, right? You just got a coat on.
2: Oh no, it's you a, got to take the coat
0: off. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I can't. Then she she has to like flash the guy. Look, seriously, I can't hide anything in here. <laughs> well, they don't make oh, me I, take. They don't make me take my coat off uh, when I'm walking
2: through. Oh, oh yes, they do. Well,
0: then I mean, this must have been before. Uh, well, this is their 19th wedding anniversary, so this was 19 years ago. So, obviously well, back yeah. then you could have done it, you know.
2: You walking through Why was your, it 19 like years now? ago?
0: Cuz it says they just celebrated celebrated their 19th wedding anniversary and she had posted this to a uh, a quest uh, a, a forum of some sort.
1: Oh, sir- I thought she did survey. it for her 19th anniversary. Oh,
0: no, no, no. Was, no, no, they they celebrated their 19th wedding anniversary just recently and this happened when they were when they were just dating.
2: Ah. Uh. Okay.
0: So it's at least 19 years ago. So that, that, that's. One, yeah. one thing
1: you're forgetting here, though, when you're saying, you know, oh, they don't make me take my coat off, you're not traveling across borders into another country.
0: But they do make me take my coat off. That's Cindy just reminded me of that. Yeah. But still, even across borders, I guess 20 years ago, it wasn't that big a deal.
1: Oh, well, they still randomly selected people. Yeah. Especially if somebody looks suspicious or. Somebody a, looked a really guy. hot, then looked like they might be wearing only a negligee underneath that coat.
2: Then, of course, they're going to make you take the coat off.
1: No, a guy, yes.
0: a girl would make it no problem. A guy would not make it through the airport in just his underwear and a coat. No way. Oh, no okay. how. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say he's wearing a negligee and a coat. <laughs> He'd get arrested.
0: A girl? Oh, you're going to visit your boyfriend? Go for it.
2: Oh, Plus, sure. A, no night, problem.
0: A, a negligee or nightgown? It, that could look like just a giant t shirt, right? No.
2: Oh, yeah, sure.
1: But, uh...
2: I could make that work.
0: (laughs) Sir Rod, you got another wacky?
1: Okay, this is the last one I have, and, uh... Well, this one definitely ties into Valentine's Day. Okay. It starts out, Nothing says I love you like a half-mile-wide heart made out of manure.
2: Oh, Oh, (laughs) jeez.
1: A southern Minnesota man created the Valentine's Day gift for his wife of 37 years in their farm field about 12 miles southwest of Albert Lee. Bruce Andersland told the uh, Alberta Lee Tribune that he started the project with his tractor and manure spreader Wednesday and finished Thursday. His wife, Beth, says it's the biggest and most original valentine she had ever received. (laughs) She says some people might think it's gross, but she says it's cute and why not do something fun with what you got?
0: <laughs> okay, that's what you got. Something, uh-huh. a song from Sticks comes to mind. Too much time on my hands. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my crap. Holy crap is right. How do you have so much manure that you can spread it into a how big of a heart, Raj?
1: A uh, half mile wide. Half oh, wow. mile wide. Well, it's Holy not filled crap. in solid. It's like, you know, uh, Oh, I see. Just a border kind of shape. Yeah. Outline. Drew the okay. outline of but a heart st- with an arrow through it.
0: But still. Yeah, still. That's a lot of crap. It is a lot of crap. Yes, it is. <laughs> did they fly over in an airplane so she could see?
1: Uh, it doesn't say whether or not they did, but they do show an aerial photo of it.
0: Holy crap.
1: Holy crap.
0: Here's another one. This is, again, from a woman. In college... I took skydiving lessons and jumped out of a perfectly good airplane to impress a new boyfriend who was really into adventure and risks. On my first and only jump, the parachute malfunctioned, forcing me to do away with it, and then struggle in a free fall to pull my reserve chute. Thank goodness I had paid attention in class. Yeah. Needless to say, the relationship also ended up malfunctioning. <laughs> so there's a... All
1: for nothing.
0: Yeah, right. So there's a there's a, a love story that, that did not uh, stand the test of time.
1: But uh,
0: those are all I have of those. That was a fun little. Yeah,
1: I can imagine how that one ended. I risked my life for you, and all you give me is a a dozen roses. <laughs> I lost my shoot and had to use a reserve shoot. <laughs> Scram, you bum.
0: There's no reserve shoot in this relationship. You just spent all right. yours, pal. You're out of here. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess that's that. How's your headache, Raj?
1: It's still there. Still there, huh? Oh. Uh,
0: anybody have any com- last comments on love for uh, Valentine's Day before we go? President's Day coming up on Monday, too. I'm off, by the way. Rog, you got to work Monday?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I everybody... have to work uh, every day. Yeah. Holidays don't mean anything when you work at a place like I do. That's true. Yeah.
2: Yes, I have to work too. Sorry about that. Grumble.
0: Grumble. <laughs> Let's say goodnight to everybody. Everybody have a good Valentine's Day. I'll do my darndest to get this edited uh, tonight and tomorrow and get it up online before uh, Sunday. Uh, everybody have a good holiday. and uh, and Don't uh, eat too many chocolates. Do, don't eat too many chocolates and don't poke yourself on the thorns of the roses. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us for the podcast and uh, we'll talk to you all next time and if you have any ideas for topics don't forget to email us at cosmic is it cosmicpirate at gmail.com that's the one cosmicpirate <laughs> at gmail.com and stop by cosmic.myeyes.net that's cosmic.myeyes.net I don't have to pay in the neck I'm going to have to uh, register cosmicpirate.com or something i make it easier. But uh, stop at a website and send us your questions or comments or topic ideas and let us know you're out there listening. So, everybody, have a good Valentine's Day and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.
1: Good night. Bye.